Nardwar, please find and close the great and quite rare 2006 debut EP entitled Do It Riot Girl by Scottish power pop band The Martial Arts. Led by melodic talent Paul Kelly, who attended the same school as Calvin Harris, the martial arts have been together since 2005 and are signed to Groover Records in Sweden, a country they have toured on many occasions. In 2010, the martial arts song Maud Val received huge stage side exposure when it was featured in the Valentine's episode of Sorority Drama Greek. The lead track of this, their debut EP, Murray and Audrey, is named after Brian Wilson's parents. This catchy, powerful track is also included on their album, Your Sinclair, which can be downloaded for free in full form from http colon slash slash www.mcgazaz.co.uk slash martial arts. That's www.mcgazaz.co.uk slash martial arts. M-A-R-T-I-A-L-A-R-T-S. Martial arts. Hope you like it. So, thank you so much. You're sincerely a fan. Here is the martial arts with the song from their album, Murray and Audrey. Murray and Audrey, your Sinclair Murray and Audrey on the Nordward Human Serviette Radio Show. Side is 
you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there the martial arts, something that was sent to me by a fan. Thank you so much for listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, a fan. And again, the martial arts from Scotland. Scotland, and we heard there Murray and Audrey, and the martial arts are on Groover Recordings, and it's the martial arts is the name of the band, and the name of the EP is Do It Riot Girl. Today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Susan Jacks from the Poppy Family, who is playing this weekend in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Red Robinson Theatre on Sunday. Susan Jacks. Solo career, Susan Jacks. Susan Jacks from the Poppy Family. The Poppy Family had several members. Amongst them were Mr. Terry Jacks. Terry and Susan Jacks. The Poppy Family. Before Terry was doing some Poppy Familying, he was in a band called The Chessmen. And they recently have a CD that was reissued of theirs on Regenerator Records. And I'm going to play right now a track by The Chessmen. This is pre-Poppy Family. And the name of the track that I'm going to play is There's No Blood in bone. And then after that, I'm going to play the original version of There's No Blood in Bone by the Poppy Family. Well, I shouldn't say the original version, the version that the Poppy Family do. And then I'm going to follow it up by a version or a song by the Shadrachs featuring Craig McCaw, who plays in the Poppy family as well. So, some live chessmen from the mid-60s, then some Poppy family doing the same song, and then some Shadrachs from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Craig McCoff and the Shadrachs ended up in the Poppy family. And then, a little while after that, an interview with Susan Jacks of the Poppy family on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Sorry. All that on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And you just heard right there the Shadrachs with Call Up the Man featuring a one Craig McCaw on guitar. And before that, the Poppy family featuring Craig McCaw on guitar, Terry Jacks on vocals and guitar, Satwant Singh on tablas, bongos and percussion, and Susan Jacks on vocals and Peterson's Bean Pod. Coming up shortly, an interview with Susan Jacks from The Poppy Family. Terry Jacks released the legendary Seasons in the Sun record. It sold millions and inspired countless bands, including Nirvana. When I interviewed Chris Novoselic of Nirvana, I asked him about Seasons in the Sun and Nirvana covering Seasons in the Sun with Kurt Cobain on drums. And he told me that Kurt Cobain was initially attracted to the song because the B-side of Seasons in the Sun is Put the Bone In. So, I thought I'd play to you today on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show, Put the Bone In. In by Terry Jacks, the B-side to Seasons in the Sun. And also was going to play Where Evil Grows by Cranfield and Slade. Cranfield and Slade are a local band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. They put out an amazing LP all about sun songs. Sun songs. So we're going to hear a cover of Where Evil Grows. And who's Where Evil Grows originally by? But the Poppy Family. So right after that, we're going to hear some Poppy Family evil growing on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. And then an interview with Susan Jacks. Right now, here's Terry Jacks with Put the Bone In on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Put the bone in, she asked him at the store. Cause my doggie's been hit by a car And I do want to bring him home Something put the bone in She begged him once more The meat from the pork is sweet Give the bone from the pork meat to me Put the bone in She begged him as she paced around the floor Put the bone in She yelled out once more him at the store Cause my doggie's been hit by a car And I do want to bring him home something with the bone in She begged him 
You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> Who? Hi, Nardwar. How are you? Hi, good. Who are you? I am Susan Jack. Welcome to the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. Oh, thank you. Susan, the last time and the first time I saw you was on 4th Avenue here in Vancouver, B.C., Canada, at the Hippie Days Arbutus stage. Yes. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of where the Poppy family started out, was uh, down on 4th Avenue, you know, back in the late 60s. And I was wondering, what exactly did you do in the Poppy family? Because looking at the back of one of your records, it says Susan Jack's vocals and Peterson's bean pod. Yes. Well, you know, uh, the bean pod was something we used to get the the uh, pods from Hawaii. And, uh, you know, it kind of had that really nice sound. So I play, I played it on all our stuff. Whenever, the, whenever it was on them, I, it was me playing, so... And, and Susan, yes, and I, and of course the singer for the Poppy Family. And who else was in the Poppy Family? Susan Jacks. Well, of course, Terry Jacks was in the Poppy Family. Uh, uh, Craig McCaw on guitar and Satwant Singh on tablets. When I saw you at Fourth Avenue at the Arbutus stage, a lot of stuff was going on with your own personal life, wasn't it? I.e., your health. That's where it all kind of started, wasn't it? What can you tell the people about that? Because that's pretty crazy a kidney transplant you've been through since then right yes well i knew at that time that my kidneys were not uh doing well i'd known for a few years but i did not want the focus to be on my health rather than the music so i just kind of didn't really get into it too much but after just after that show i had my kidneys tested actually i got off stage and my ankles were so swollen that I couldn't even put my shoes back on, and that was very strange, but I had my, my blood tested, and I had to go through monthly uh, tests at that point anyway. And you're very brave to go through with it, because remember, you got off stage, and I asked for a photo with you, and you granted my wish. Thank you. Oh, I didn't know at that time, you know, that I was not... Uh, I loved it. I, You know, I've always loved performing, and so for me, it's, it's, uh, um, it's an exchange, you know, between your audience and you and... and uh, and that's the fun part of it. So. so you had the swollen ankles, and you just thought it was the swollen ankles, and then it kind of got worse? Well, they had never been that bad before, and I was kind of shocked. And then when I went to get my blood test done, I realized that, um, because as I say, I'd known about my kidneys uh, not being right for a few years. and um, But they had started, actually that year, dropping a little more dramatically, and when I went to get 
my kidneys test or or my blood tests and all that kind of stuff they had the function had dropped dramatically to the point where uh, they told me that I had to do something either go on dialysis or something you know I mean I had no choice they had they were close to uh, pretty well failing there uh, you know they were on their way I don't know a lot about kidney transplants, but I have heard about dialysis via Osama bin Laden. Apparently, he has kidney trouble, doesn't he? You know, I don't know. Uh, he very well could. It's not as uncommon as I thought it was. I mean, I didn't know anything about it. And uh, so when it hit me, I was quite shocked. You know, I, I, I didn't know anything about it, but I've learned a lot since. And there are, it's, it's out there for sure. Because it's quite a thing to go through, and I think it's so awesome you're putting together a benefit concert this Sunday in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I am, and I think going through it and having to go to the, to the clinic uh, so often to be tested on a regular basis. Um, you know, I see all the other people who have been or going through this, uh, through either the, the dialysis and, and some of the people that have had transplants, but it's all on one floor, so you kind of see the whole, the whole thing. And I, I just, it's, it really is heartbreaking to, to see that there are so many people that didn't have the luck that I had. My brother stepped forward, and um, actually my whole family did, but my brother was shown to be uh, a really good match, and he donated his kidney to me. And so many people don't have that luxury, and um, and are, uh, you know, dialysis is debilitating, really, and and some people have a very hard time on it, and and uh, it, it's there to keep you alive, but it's not the optimum, uh, the optimal, uh, you know, it's not a solution. It's it's it's. It just keeps you alive, and and I would like to see all kinds of people. I'd like to see so many more people have the chance that I had, and so I put together. I approached the Kidney Foundation and asked if I could do a benefit concert for them, and uh, so that's what we're doing on on uh, Sunday, this coming Sunday, April seventeenth, and. Uh, and it's at the Red Robinson Theatre, and there's more info at susanjacks.com. Right, and, and tickets are available. There are tickets available at the door, but they're also available at Ticketmaster. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to it and just have a, an amazing band. And oh, these are guys that travel with me all the time, and they're great. And I'm, I have invited Satwant and Craig to be there also, so that's good. And... Um, I have some friends from, from way back when I was 15 and used to sing on a national TV show. There were a couple of other people that sang on the same show as, as I did, and, uh, well, actually a few, and, and I've kept in contact with these two, and so we're getting together and, you know, just having a, a great time. It's going to be fun. Susan Jacks of the Poppy Family. I saw Poppy Family, the Poppy Family, described by Scram Magazine as <laughs> the Partridge Family plus the Manson Family equals the Poppy Family. For people that don't know, what is the equation for the Poppy Family? What was the Poppy Family? Well, you know, the Poppy Family was just... Uh we got together. Actually, it all started. Uh, basically, I needed to have I needed a guitar player, and I was supposed to be singing at a, uh, a, a for a show. And I was looking for a guitar player, and I thought, well, who can I get? And I remembered I had met because Terry had appeared a, a couple of times, I think, on the Music Hop show as a guest, or his band had at least. That was the Chessman, the right? The Chessman, right? 
And so, um, and I didn't really even know him, but uh, but I, I had heard that his band broke up, and I thought, well, maybe he'll play for me. And in those days, I mean, I was very young. I think I was only about 17 then, and uh, or 17 or 18. I can't remember anymore. Uh, and, and I just, uh, I didn't know musicians like I do now, so I just, I thought, well, I'll give him a call and see if he'll play guitar. So he did. He just played rhythm guitar for me. And, and then a couple of more things came up, and he played guitar for me, and then we started... Uh, uh, you know, more things started happening, and and we brought in. I was still doing solo things, but when we brought Craig in, uh, the guitar player, then it it started to become more like a group. So I stopped doing so many things that were my solo things, and I just kind of concentrated on the band. And uh, and then we just eventually came up with uh, the name Poppy Family, and Satwant was added, and Craig actually brought Satwant in. And uh, we wanted to have something that was different, and we were so full of uh, creativity and and just wanting to do something different, and and so much creative energy, and uh, and so that's what we came up with was was uh, that sound, which was unusual at the time. The Partridge family plus the Manson family <laughs> equals the Poppy family, which makes me think, Susan Jacks, you did meet the Beach Boys. Did you meet the Manson family, too? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. They weren't around there at all. No. How about the Partridge family? Did you meet the Partridge family no, at all? No, I didn't, actually. They, I think they were a little bit more... Um, we were a little bit more edgy than they were. I mean, I, I say that, for, especially our first album, was, was a lot more edgy than, uh, you know, than, than Partridge Family. So I guess we didn't run in the same circle. You brought Craig in for guitar. He'd been in a band, The Shadrachs. Did you ever see The Shadrachs at yes, all? Yes, I did. When I was on Music Hop, uh, one year, I mean, I, I guess I was only maybe 16 or 15 or 16 when, when we went on a summer tour through BC and a little bit in Alberta with the Poppy Fam. I'm not the Poppy Fam. So the Music Hop people, and uh, um, Craig was in the Shadrachs then, and I think they opened. And they were an interesting band. They had a female drummer. Yes. What other groups do you remember on Music Hop? You're the host of this show. Did it go all across Canada, or was it only in BC? Oh no, it was all across Canada. Every day of the week, it was from a different city, and on Fridays, it was from Vancouver. Um, Gee, I, I, you know, I can't remember them all. I think Monday was from Halifax and, you know, so on. And they came from Halifax, Montreal, um, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. And uh, Anne Murray appeared on the, the Halifax one, I remember. And the Guess Who would appear, well, um, on the... Uh, um, Winnipeg Winnipeg one. one. And, uh Gosh, some of the people from Chilliwack appeared on, on the Vancouver one. It was all basically showcasing young, up-and-coming talent. And uh, so it was, it was kind of exciting for me because I, you know, it was, it was a brand new thing for me to be a regular on a, well, I was only 15, so it was pretty exciting. Did you get offers from anywhere, like have it going all the way across the country, were offers to move back east or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't have moved at that. My parents wouldn't have allowed me to move anyway at that point. And you know what? The music industry wasn't as, uh, uh, that was unusual in those days because there wasn't really a recording industry in Canada per se. You know, I mean, it wasn't like it is now where, where people come from all over the place. There was a definite separation of East and West. I, it seems to me that happens so often, too often, that, you know, as far as, um, 
you know, in Toronto, I think they just didn't even think that Vancouver really existed. <laughs> you know, it was just um, because everything kind of revolved around Toronto. And uh, so, no, I wasn't asked really. I was asked to sign a couple of record contracts, but I, I didn't do it. And we're speaking here to Susan Jacks from the Poppy family, who's performing this Sunday, April the 17th, at the Red Robinson Theatre, a benefit concert promoting organ donation. And if anybody has any questions for Susan, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. And if you want more information on the gig this Sunday, susanjacks.com has it all. So how is the deal sealed for Terry? I had heard that Terry got pretty wild at a lot of his gigs with the chessmen. Is that true? And the chessmen, he got pretty wild in those gigs? I, I don't know. I mean, I never saw the chessmen, to be honest with you. Because I had heard that Terry had stripped himself naked at a show, and you took one look at him and said, that's the man for me. <laughs> no, I never. <laughs> Actually, the first time I ever met him, I, I had never seen uh, a live show. I mean, he, he appeared either once or twice on Music Hop as a guest, and... I think I saw him on there. I think he was on one of the shows that I was on. But that was the only time I'd really met him. But no kidding. Well, there you go. I don't know if that's rude. I don't think he would. uh, He might. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Susan Jacks, did Terry consider any other singers for the Poppy family before he approached you or before it all kind of came together? Well, he actually didn't start the Poppy family. It was kind of started, uh, like I say, when I asked him to, uh, it just evolved into what I asked him to play guitar for me, and it just kind of evolved into the Poppy family. So he didn't really start it on his own. It just evolved that way. Were there any other girls involved, any other ladies? I heard there was a one Patty Mayo, perhaps, involved. No. Because on the back of one of your records, you thank a Ben Mayo. Who was that? I, a Ben Mayo? Yeah. On the, ba- uh, on the back of poppy seeds, you thank Ben Mayo. Oh, I don't. I haven't got a clue. That was probably something that Terry had put on there. I don't really know. So you guys, as the Poppy family, Susan Jacks, recorded in London, England. How did you win them over to record in London, England? Were they big Chessmen fans? How did it go from the Chessmen to the Poppy family recording with like the London Philharmonic? Um, that wasn't really. It didn't really have a lot to do with the Chessmen, actually, because they had split up quite a while. Uh, or we had been, we had evolved uh, into the Poppy family quite a while after the Chessmen had disbanded. But we went down to um, L.A. to try and sell, um, you know, our records and things when we first started recording, because we had a couple of singles out before. And I think we'd recorded we'd, uh, Which Way Go and Billy, too, and we went down to L.A. and to try and get a deal down there, but nobody was interested. <laughs> and so we came back here, and uh, in those days, there was a really strong London Records presence then. And uh, so London Records said, well, yeah, we like the song, and uh, yeah, we're going to sign you up. And uh, uh, I-, I think that Terry's band, years before that, had, had released some things, I'm not sure, uh, through through uh, London, but um, so they were, and and they were fairly aware of what was happening in the Vancouver area. There was no doubt about that because they were a fairly big presence here. London Records was so anyway. They signed a 
signed a deal with us, and uh, they it was their idea to take us over to uh, to London, over to to um, to record over there. So that was on the strength of which way you go and Billy a demo, and did that demo end up on the record, or did you re-record it? No, no, it it was recorded as a record. Actually, it didn't cost us very much money, but. Um, uh, How much money, just out of curiosity, Susan Jacks? Well, it was. Uh, there have been differing reports, but I, I can tell you that it was between uh, uh, two hundred and fifty and five hundred dollars to record it. That was the yeah. first LP. That well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the the single. Oh, the single. Yeah. Okay. We recorded it to come out as as a single, yeah, because we'd had two singles, I think before that, and I, I'm not sure, you know, I have to think back, it's way too far back, um, but I think we, we just released those songs, um, I, we might have released them through London, just to lease them, just to put them out, but we didn't really sign a big deal with London until Billy. When you were in California, Susan Jacks, and we're speaking here to Susan Jacks, who's performing this Sunday at the Red Robinson Theatre, a benefit concert for promoting organ donation, if anybody has any questions for Susan, it's six. 604-822-2487, UBCCITR, and SusanJacks.com has information on the benefit. Susan, when you were down in California trying to get a record deal, did you get any bites from anybody? And at that time, were you hanging out with the Beach Boys? That is actually when we met the Beach Boys. Uh, it was down there, and, and we had started talking about uh, possibly being on Brother Records. You was know, that? And, and uh, now that didn't actually happen, but uh, we still remained friends with them. And then you taught them a little bit about Seasons in the Sun at that time, or was that later? No, that was later. Later, that was uh, that was quite a bit later, actually. And and uh, uh, Terry had always liked the song and wanted to record it with somebody, and he had approached a few people to record it, and and nobody really bit. And but we went down to he really wanted to to produce the Beach Boys, so we went down to California and. Uh, Al Jardine and I worked on the on the backup vocals and stuff, and uh, but uh, um, the guys just he, they couldn't get all together at one time, you know. Nobody, so it wasn't he just couldn't gather up the, um, you know that that conviction in them at that point in time. A couple of the guys were really into it. Carl Wilson was into it, and Al Jardine was into it, but some of the other guys weren't totally into it, and uh, so we left and we came back and. And uh, so I asked, I told Terry he should record it. <clears throat> so he didn't want to at first, but I finally convinced him, and we went in the studio to record it. And we have a caller right now. Caller, go ahead to Susan Jacks. Hello, Susan. Um, I was wondering if you guys were influenced by all of the Jacques Briel uh, recordings that Scott Walker did in terms of when you guys recorded Seasons in the Sun. Uh, I think, you know... You get influenced to buy everything when you're when you're in the business and and things you like you're really influenced by it. Um, but I can't say per se that it was anything in particular. You know, it was we went in to record it and uh, uh, and it, it as was always when we did record it just sort of it it evolved as we were in there. We tried different things, different effects in the studio, and um, uh, different different ways of. of Recording the vocals or the or uh, you know all kinds of different things. So we kind of like to do our own thing. Any other questions? Yeah, who are the two old guys on the back of the uh, the one of the Poppy Family albums? Oh yeah. 
Well, that was, um, one was Terry's grandfather, and one was a, a guy named Charlie, and he used to own Brandywine Falls up close to Whistler, because we, we used to play up there a lot. And they uh, liked to go up to a hot spring that was kind of up, even farther than Whistler, you know, up in, in uh, it was a, a, just a little shack, and there was a hot spring in there. And they were both about 81 or 82, and they just, they loved it up there, so they would go up all the time. And It's the old guys on the back cover. Yes, it is, and that's them. <laughs> well, thanks so much, caller. Any other questions at all for Susan well, Jack? One other one. Had you guys ever heard of a band called the California Poppy Pickers? Because I always got the poppy family confused with the California poppy pickers. I have no heaven. That's okay. interesting, though. They covered uh, Why Don't We Do It in the Road by the Beatles. I think they were the only band to ever do a cover of that. Oh, is that oh, right? Yeah. But, um, the the California... I have to look that up. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, caller, just a second here. You met the Beach Boys, Susan Jacks. What about the Beatles? How close did you get to the Beatles? Oh, well, um, I, I've... I, one of them, I, I know, I knew. Um, you know, I, we were recording in the same studio, and we kind of hung out a little bit. Uh, George Harrison, um, but I didn't know all of them. I just met him. When was that? And as host of Music Hop, did you get to go behind the scenes when it came to Vancouver? I did. I did. Uh, I wasn't hosting Music Hop, by the way. I was just a regular, regular uh, um, performer on it. Actually, Red Robinson was hosting it. Fred Latremo. And um, another girl, Randy. Oh my gosh, can't remember her last name now. Um, but there were those were the three main people who were hosting it. And you got to meet the Beatles at that point. I didn't get to meet them then. No, no. I met George Harrison years ago. I was recording my uh, which album was it? My Dream album. And we recorded part of it down in in L.A. And uh, um, and he was in the other studio. So we we just met. And how aware was he of the Poppy family and the recordings that you had done? Because they'd sold millions and millions. Where was... I'm sorry, I missed that. How aware was he of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's Poppy family? Uh, I, I, I totally missed that again. I'm sorry, I didn't know exactly what you meant. Oh, well, I think I heard a caller in the back. Caller, are you still there? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Anything else? No, thank you very much, Susan. Okay, thanks, and do 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 loot. Thank you, caller, and do 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 loot do. Do do. And you're still listening. I'm sorry, Nadra. Say that one more time because I didn't quite. Un- I think my phone's all messed up here. Oh, I guess what I was wondering was when you met George Harrison, yes. was he aware of Vancouver's Poppy family? Because selling all. Like, you sold at one point. Did, how many records did you sell of, like, Billy? Like, wasn't it one of the biggest selling records of the year? Did it, did it turn, you know, the Beatles away from the charts at some points? Well, it did. It kept the Beatles out of number one in New York for, like, six or eight weeks or something. Um, and, uh, no, well, we joked about it, but, you know, it was, um, he was aware, he was aware, you know, but, uh, uh, I don't think he followed our career necessarily, but he was aware of the song. Susan Jacks, your LP covers, I'm a bit mixed up on your LP covers. Like, for instance, the London one, or one of the London ones, has only you on the cover, but I think I've seen other records where it's the whole group on the cover. What are the differences in the record covers? The one I'm holding right now is like the Poppy Family, Which Way You Going, Billy, featuring Susan Jacks, and it's just like you with a giant flower. That's and- right, giant poppy. Well, that was the Canadian cover. 
And uh, they decided, I guess London Records decided that they wanted to have something that was a little bit more international looking. So they took us down. Actually, uh, Terry and I went down to New York for something. I don't know what it was. And uh, they took a picture of us two standing there, and then they superimposed the other two guys later in the picture, you know, where there's the four of us on the album. So they decided to change it for the international release. Maybe you could describe some of your outfits. For instance, you're wearing like a great leather sort of Indian outfit on one of the CDs that was reissued. It's like there's a great Indian sort of leather outfit you're wearing. What is that one? That was something uh, we um, we wanted to have something different. And we had some friends who were uh, Native American. And, and there was a lady who made... Um, uh, you know, all kinds of leather things. And, and so we asked her if she would make us, make me uh, an outfit with, with fringe and everything. Just, you know, and I loved to. I ended up designing a lot of my own clothes. Um, but that one was fun. I thought it was really fun. It felt good. I loved the fringe when it, you know, and the, the knee-high boots. I still got them, actually. It looks amazing, Susan Jacks. And also, the jumpsuit, I guess, on the American issue. Right. What was that? That one was just something I had uh, had bought. I mean, you know, it wasn't bought for the, for the, uh, the cover, but I had bought it, and, and they liked it and wanted to use it on the cover, so... And there were some other shots of you, Susan Jacks, where there was a lot of belly button happening. I know. Did you show the belly button before Shania? Well, you know, it was, um, yeah, I guess I did. I, I, again, I designed my own clothes, and I just thought it was really different and, and kind of cool. Because <laughs> a lot of people give credit to Shania, a fellow Canadian that we just love so much. Have you met Shania Twain? I have not. I have not, but uh, yeah, she's <laughs> she's done a lot, and she's gorgeous. Because they say a lot that she's the one that brought out the belly button in, like, New Country, but you were doing that years before in some of those outfits. Well, you know what time does? It kind of erases some of those things from people's memories, <laughs> you know. And, you know, it's, it's uh, and we were more pop than country, so I can see why they would say that. You know, that, that she brought it out in the, in the newer country stuff, because she did, because we were considered pop then, so. And hopefully time will not erase your memory of the Poppy family, especially this weekend in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Red Robinson Theatre. Back to Red Robinson, eh? Yes, I know. He's going to host it. He's such a great guy. So he's been hosting stuff with you for years now. I know. Well, he's such an icon, you know, and... Uh, you know, especially in Vancouver, and you must know that. And, and uh, I asked him if he would consider hosting this, and he said he would be delighted. And, of course, that made me delighted. <laughs> and uh, so he's going to be hosting it. It's just great. He's such a good guy. And it's this Sunday, April 17th, 2011, at 7 p.m. at the Red Robinson Theatre, and it's a benefit concert promoting organ donation which yeah. is really important and all relating to what happened to you again for people who are just joining us right now, Susan? Well, I discovered that I had, I was in, I had kidney problems and eventually went into kidney failure and uh, had to either go on, on uh, dialysis or have a kidney transplant. And it's a very scary thing, you know, when, when all of a sudden it hits you and, and it's, uh, it's kind of surreal. And um, my brother, Billy, ended up being a perfect match. And 
and basically he saved my life and my life is just so much um, I can go back and do the things I've always done and love to do and I can be active and and I would just like to see more people um, have that option you know it's 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 a very important thing and and uh, so I, I've kind of gotten very passionate about about putting the word out there and, and working with the kidney foundation to make it uh, to make it happen you know and at least educate people more about organ donation and the fact that you re- you can really go around just fine and very healthy after donating an organ you kidney you know caller are you there yes i am go ahead to susan jacks well, I just wanted to say that I'm very sorry about your kidneys, and uh, I hope that you get well soon. I just had a question regarding Toronto. Um, were you ever affiliated with Rochdale College? No. No. Um, in what way? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Rochdale College? Yeah, I don't think so. They were uh, pretty big in the 60s, uh, part of, I think, part of University of Toronto. Yeah, I don't. We never did play out there. If that's what you're meaning, yes. Uh, no, we never did. It, um, we didn't tour a lot. Um, you know, Terry didn't like to tour, so we didn't do a whole lot of touring. Right. You know, which which was disappointing for me because I love it. <laughs> but uh, no, we were out there. Uh, out in that area, but not not at the college, no. I see. Well, thanks so much, caller. Anything else you want to add to Susan Jacks? Oh, that's fine. Thank you. Well, thank you, caller, and do 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 loot do do do. And you're still <laughs> listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. If anybody has any questions for Susan. Jax, who is putting together a benefit and has put together a benefit for a benefit concert promoting organ donation. And to add to the caller, you're feeling a lot better now, aren't you, Susan? Oh, I am. What a difference it makes, you know, after the transplant. It was last year, just uh, about uh, um, actually February 17th of last year. And, uh, you know, it's it's just uh, what a difference now. And now this Sunday, April 17th, SusanJacks.com for more information. A benefit concert promoting organ donation. So cool you're doing that, Susan, reaching out to do that. Because I read an interview with you, or heard an interview with you a few years ago. You've been thinking about this for a little while, haven't you? About doing a... um a benefit. Yeah, like I heard you talking maybe about doing a cross-Canada tour and stuff like that. Yes. Well, I, I had, uh, you know, I've been into it and, and uh, because I just know what it's like to have to go through this. And, and even more so now, though, now that I've been through the transplant and, and run into so many other people who have either had family members who have had to deal with it or are going through it themselves. And, and uh, I, I just think I just want people to be more educated about it and know what it feels like for for people who have been able to have a, a transplant and and how it changes their life and you know it's uh, I'm very passionate about it now before it was an idea and now it's kind of evolved into a passion. Susan, your other LP, Poppy Seeds, The Poppy Family, what can you say about that particular record and the back cover photo? It's you and Terry and some barnyard animals? Yes. Well, <laughs> we saw a picture of, um, of uh, what do they call Highland cattle, and it was in the newspaper. And they were so neat looking, we thought we'd go out and, and, uh, and just check them out because they were so beautiful looking. 
And when we drove into the yard where they were kept, you know, it was a farm, drove down this little road, and, and on the left-hand side there was a corral with this huge bull in it, you know, with a runny nose and the ring in its nose and the, you know, and the horns and the holy smokes was he big. Well, we go in there, and the first thing Terry says is, well, do you think we could have a picture taken with Susan sitting on the bull? And, of course, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, what are you saying? <laughs> and so, the, you know, the, uh, the woman said, well, there is one way. I don't know if I can say this on radio. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> she says, there's only basically one way we can keep him, you know, quiet. And she said, you just, you know, I'll tell you how to situate your, your photographer and whatever. So, <laughs> so we go out to the thing. And, of course, I'm a little nervous, you know. Well, she, <laughs> she crouches behind the bull. <clears throat> and she's kind of, um, <laughs> can I say this? Yes, please, go ahead, Susan Jacks. <laughs> and she is stroking his, um, his um, balls. And, and, of course, he's just with his, you know, he's going, oh, no, this is cool. He's, he's liking that. So she said, no, hurry up and take the picture. So I hop on the bull's back, and Terry's standing there with his arm around the bull's uh, neck. Well, I guess he figured after a couple of minutes that maybe that just wasn't enough, and he starts to fidget around while the woman takes off, jumps over the fence. Terry takes off, jumps over the fence, and I'm stuck there on the back of this bull. And he starts going around in circles. <laughs> not, you know, he's not bucking me, but he's going around in circles. I'm thinking, oh, no, I am dead. I have to find a way to get out of this corral. Well, I slid off and I ran, so I was fine. But anyway, that's the, that was not the bull that you see on there. We moved over to another pen, and she had just had a calf, as you can see on the picture on the back of the, um, on the, back of the, uh, the album. And the only way that, these are strange cows, the only way that they could, she wouldn't get all upset if you were in the same pen with her and her, her calf, was I had to take this kind of brush and brush her hind end. So if you look closely at the picture, I'm kind of holding my, my, my uh, poncho out of the way. And that's because I'm actually brushing her hind end with this thing to keep her quiet. They are strange animals, I want to tell you. But not massaging the balls at that point. No, no, this was the female. <laughs> so I just, but I just had to comb her her hind end, and and uh, and that I guess that was comforting for her. Yes, I am looking at the photo right now, and I notice your right hand is definitely not in the picture. Is I know, it? and you can see that I'm just kind of holding my shawl a little bit out of the way so that I can, uh, I can comb her. And Terry's hand isn't in the photo either. Just one hand is in the photo. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> well, he wasn't doing anything, I promise. <laughs> And look, looking some more at the record there, Susan Jacks, we're speaking here to Susan Jacks on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, Susan Jacks of the Poppy Family. It looks like there's quite a few covers you have on this particular record. Did you get to meet Merle Haggard at all? You covered Merle Haggard. No, never have. Never have. How about Sonny Curtis? You also covered Sonny Curtis. Yes. Well, uh, Sonny Curtis actually was a, a guitar player for Elvis. And, uh, and, and a songwriter, and um, he was a friend of ours. So he, uh, and he had written this song, so we recorded it. We really liked it. 
Now, back to the outfits you're wearing, because the Poppy family, you always looked amazing, Susan. Oh, thank in you. In all the outfits. And people can still see them everywhere these days. Like, just go onto YouTube, and there's so many amazing clips and pictures of all the stuff you're wearing. But to Terry specifically, I had heard that he had this sort of purple jacket that he bought in London, and he bought it from a tailor. And the tailor that he bought it from had tried to sell it to Jimi Hendrix or Keith Richards, but it didn't fit. So Terry bought it instead. Did you hear about that at all? Um, no. Uh, actually, um, it was a whole suit. It was a leather suit. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know about the story, but, uh, you know, I, I could be true. I don't know. But you think it might have been a leather suit from London, then you went into I, I, I can't remember where we got it now. Um, but I know that he wanted to have a, a leather because I had had this leather stuff made up. But uh, and he wanted to have something leather too. That was kind of the direction we were going in. But um, and uh, thankfully, I don't remember where where we got that. And thankfully, Terry was thinner than Jimi Hendrix and Keith Richards. Yeah, I'm not sure if if that was the, the case. It might, you know, there are so many kind of urban legends that go around. <laughs> but I don't want to, you know, I don't remember exactly where we got it. But I don't, I couldn't swear that's the case. And we have an email question for you, Susan Jacks, and it's from The Sun Man. And it said, I saw, and says, I saw the Poppy family at UBC when they were the original trio. Yes. <laughs> yes, we played at UBC. This was a few months before they recorded and released their first single, Beyond the Clouds, which was only a local Vancouver hit. It should have been re-released after they hit the big time. Uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of neat. But, you know, it was kind of... Um, we were at that stage. We came out at that stage where, there, as I said before, there really wasn't a recording industry in, in Canada to speak of. You know, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was mostly all happening in the States at that point in time. But it changed, thank goodness. And the Sun Man says some more here. I remember the Poppy family repertoire was the best of what was happening at that time. Yes. Well, we did a lot of songs that were happening at that time. Terry didn't write very much at that point. You know, he was, he was writing some things, but he went back and rewrote some of the things that he'd written before and, um, you know, adapted them to a female and, and that kind of stuff, which is what actually what happened with uh, Which Way Going, Billy. It was originally called Which Way Going, Buddy, and it was written from a guy's perspective. And I heard the demo. The demo was actually sung by one of the guys that's going to be at this concert on, on uh, Sunday. At the, at the Benefit concert, and um, he was one of the people that was on Music Hop. His name, he's now since changed his name to Michael Vincent, but he was Mike Campbell at the time. And he sang the demo, and I heard it. It was from a guy's perspective, and, uh, and I didn't really like it very much from a guy's, it was kind of wimpy. <laughs> so I just suggested that it be written from a girl's perspective, and we had to find um, a name that would go, you know, which way go in something, some kind of guy's name. And we figured, well, I have six brothers, so we just started going through my brother's names. And my brother Billy, when we got to Billy, it was perfect. It just sounded perfect, and we both knew it. And uh, so that's what we used for um, for the song, which way you go in Billy. We used his name. 
And so he gave me my first hit record, and then he saved my life. <laughs> He's pretty cool. Susan Jacks, The Sun Man Continues. In particular, the Poppy family did outstanding versions of The Jefferson Airplanes, Somebody to Love, and White Rabbit. Oh, that's great. They were super, absolutely great. I was trying real hard to keep my jaw from hitting the floor and thought that it was all exploding in my mind. I was just like, holy shit, <laughs> these people are going to be stars. Oh, bless his heart. Well, shoot. That's great. I mean, I loved singing those songs. Absolutely loved it. And UBC was home of Mr. Vincent, which ties back to a song that you did, isn't it? Yes, it is. And that was, um, uh, I had a friend of mine who presented it to me, um, and it was written, uh, apparently there was a, a dancing teacher there. And I've had so many people contact me because they've heard, uh, that was released on my own, uh, Mr. Vincent's dancing class. And I've had so many people contacting me saying, oh my goodness, did you take dancing lessons from him? And I, which I didn't, because I didn't go to UBC. But, um, but I kind of felt, when I sang the song, there was so much personality in the song, I almost felt like I knew him just by singing the song. But somebody told me that it was right down to the letter what he was like. So... And we're speaking here to Susan Jacks, who's performing this Sunday, April 17th, at the Red Robinson Theatre, a benefit concert promoting organ donation. Susan Jacks and Friends for Life is the official title, isn't it, Susan? Yes, it is. And what's going to be happening exactly there? What are you going to be playing there? If people are listening right now wondering, what are you going to play, Poppy? What exactly is going to go down on Sunday with Red? Well, I'm playing... Of course, I'm playing some Poppy Family stuff. I'm playing some of my solo stuff. Um, we're doing, actually, with Sathwant and Craig, who are going to be there, we're playing some of the early Poppy Family things, like Beyond the Clouds and uh, What Can the Matter Be. Those are our first two single releases, uh, Free from the City, and because I really wanted to bring in the sitar and the tabla um, music, because it, you know, that, was, that was the magic time for the Poppy Family, I think. When, when Craig and Satwant weren't in the band anymore, I kind of felt like a solo singer, you know, because there was so much of a feel with the band. And then and when they were, when they were gone, it, was, it didn't feel like a group anymore because it was just Terry and myself, and, and we didn't really tour very much. And, you know, he wasn't playing on the records, and it just it didn't feel the same anymore, you know. And uh, so I just love to get them in on it because that was a magic time for the Poppy family. And so they're going to be on it. Susan Jacks of the Poppy Family, what did you guys think of record execs? You said that London Records was great. What did you think of the record execs back then? Uh, I think it was a better time back then. I know London was wonderful. The people were, I think record labels were different back then. They were more into the talent and, um, and the possibilities of an artist or a group. And, I mean, nowadays it's, it's just uh, strictly dollars and they don't have any time or any patience to, uh, to give you any leeway at all. You could have a hit record, but if your next record doesn't sell as well, then you're out the door. And that's just the way it is now. Did they come to your house to listen to sessions and stuff like that? What are listening sessions? Um, actually, the, he- the, the, uh, well, uh, the people that were here in, in Vancouver, we actually saw them a fair amount, yes. The people who were the, um, 
the president and the, the vice president of London Records in Canada actually lived in Montreal. So, um, you know, they didn't spend a lot of time. I think they came out a couple of times, but, but they didn't spend a lot of time socializing with us, except when we were on business trips or something. But, but we were in contact, and they were just super. Did you ever joke around with the local London record execs at all? Did oh, yeah. They were just really good people. Really good people. I had heard that there was a listening session at your place, your and Terry's place. We're speaking here to Susan Jacks of the Poppy family. And the record execs were all gathered around, and Terry was playing some reel-to-reels, and all you guys were sitting on the couch. And I think you might have had a nice view from your place for you guys. Yes. So you would, like, put the tape deck out, and people would sit down on the couch or whatever, and maybe, like, listen to the tunes and look at the nice view in Vancouver? Yes. Yes, well, we, uh, I remember them being over for, in particular for the, I guess it was the Poppy Seeds album that they came over to hear. And, uh, yeah, we, it was a, it was a gorgeous place. And I had heard that they were listening to it and everything, and they were sitting on the couch, and then Terry, as sort of a practical joke, kind of went behind the coach, couch, and pulled out his, well, let's just say, knob, and, by mistake, I guess, he was joking to you, like, look, here's my knob. There's a record exec, guys. His knob ended up being reflected in the window, and the record exec saw it. Uh, I think that's another urban legend. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I was thinking that possibly that could have been, because you guys were maybe going to be called Winkin', Binkin', and Knob. Oh, my God, no, that was way, way back. That was at the beginning. Uh, when we first started playing around, didn't even have a, a name. It was just basically, we just, you know, uh, Terry was just playing guitar for me at the beginning, and then when we brought in Craig, then we thought about maybe, you know, so, oh, no, heck, that was way, that was quite a bit before then. Okay, I just yeah. thought it might have been a prank backfire there. You know, like, Terry's thinking like he's pulling up a little joke between you two, and then the record exec saw because of the reflection at your place. I, you know, I just don't think that happened. I mean, I can almost guarantee you it didn't, but I don't want to. I don't know where you get that, but, uh, you know. I want to believe that. I want okay, to believe that. Okay, well, then that. you can believe it. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Susan Jacks. And winding up here, Susan Jacks at a Poppy Family Pillow concerts. A lot of time they called gigs back then pillow concerts, I didn't know. they? Why was that, pillow concerts? Well, I don't know, except that people could just come and sit down and not have to worry about sitting in a, in a hard seat. You could kind of relax on the floor and bring your own pillow or, you know, that kind of a thing. And it was, it was just kind of very casual and, and nice. The emailer mentioned Jefferson Airplane, you guys covering Airplane, but did you end up playing with the Airplane or the Association or one of those bands? We played with the, the we opened actually for the Association uh, when they were here, and that was um, very early in our career. Did you do any other big opening gigs like that with major acts? I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't think so, because our... Um, our success happened relatively quickly, and so of course, once you get to a certain thing, then your your people want you to they want you to be the headliner, which is lovely. But um, but I know we did play, we did open for the association. The album cover of A Good Thing Lost has you guys like walking along there like over some bridge or like your hand in hand. I'm not exactly sure exactly what it is, but it's like you and Terry walking. Right. What's that taken on Bowen Island and Bowen? Yes. Bo- yes. 
That's awesome. Bowen Island, British Columbia, representing. Right. I think it was Bowen. I'm not sure if it was Bowen, but it was one of the islands over there. And was Terry carrying a gun in that shot? Because it looks like there's a gun, a holster. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Did many? I, I, I don't think he's ever shot it. <laughs> but I think he was a cowboy at heart. And was it actually loaded? Like No, you... no. Were there a lot of people carrying guns in Vancouver at that time? No, I think it was just a prop, really. I never really noticed until I looked really close. And that's on the cover of the CD that I was looking at there, A Good Thing Lost, right. the Poppy Family. This is the one actually on We Are Records and March Records right. as well. That was put out in 1995. And Susan Jack's Billy sold like 5 million copies? No, no. It sold, um, sold between 2.5 and, and 3 million, I believe. I know it wasn't 5. But, you know, you hear different stories. I don't know how many exactly because I... I've never kind of been privy to to the uh, the um, you know books, <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I kind of asked this before, but was it the biggest selling record to that point in time? Like, was it a really great, huge singing you know single? It was. It really was. In those days, to have a single sell that much was was enormous. You know, nowadays, shoot. <laughs> but in those days, it was it was that was a lot of, of records. And you said you didn't do too much touring, but you did play in Cyprus to United Nations troops? Yes. They, um, they were doing a... Um, uh, it was... I think Rothmans, actually, in those days, put it on. And they asked us, because they had taken a vote to see who the Canadian troops would like to, to uh, have play over there. And, uh, and I guess our name was the one that they chose. So we went over and did did the, uh, the tour with Rothmans, and we did play in Cyprus. It was fascinating. How about Europe or Japan? Yes, we played in uh, Japan. And on the tour, actually, we played uh, Expo uh, 70 in Japan. That was fabulous. And when we went on the Rothmans tour, that was a couple of years later we went on the Rothmans tour, and uh, that, that was in Germany and... Well, we played Baden-Baden because I guess they have troops, at, or at least at that time had troops over there. And uh, I think that's the only place we played over there. But you played Vancouver Island as well. Yeah, oh yes, we played, yeah, we did. We played there a lot. And how about the West Coast or New York? Um, we played, never New York, but we did play in, um, I, I think it was Detroit that we played. And... Uh, yeah, we did a gig in Detroit, yeah. Do you remember anything about it? Well, I remember um, that there was a, I think there was some guy on the roof or something that was, uh, we, uh, somebody wasn't sure if he had a gun or a knife or something, I don't know what it was, on the roof of the, the place where we were playing. I, I remember some kind of kerfuffle back then, but it didn't turn out to be anything uh, serious. But Would that have been you headlining? Yes. Were most of the gigs you headlining? Um. Uh, yes. Yeah. When you look on YouTube, there's quite a few interesting Poppy Family videos. Specifically, 1968, you keep me hanging on clip, Vancouver, Canada. You're like you're on a boat in Burrard Inlet, and then you end up jumping in the water. I know. I remember that. <laughs> what is that? If people go check out Poppy Family, 1968, you keep me hanging on clip, Vancouver, Canada, on a boat. What is that? Well, it was a, um, we were doing a show for CBC. Um, 
and they asked us if they had this whole thing planned, and we said, okay, uh, we'll do that. And what they told me was now, uh, at the end of the song, you keep, because this was like, this was like March or something, and uh, uh, March or April, and it was pretty cold out there in the water. And they said, when you you jump in the water, um, just be prepared because you're going to lose your breath. And... So I thought, okay, and they said, but we'll turn the boat. They said they'd have the boat turned around in less than a minute. Uh, so I said, okay. <laughs> See, that's use for you. Now I'd say, not a chance, <laughs> at least not after going through what I went through. I jumped in the water, went under, and when I came up, I, could, it, well, I didn't only lose my breath, but I was just, I was like, because <clears throat> I couldn't get my breath. And... Uh, and I couldn't feel my my body from the neck down, so I just kind of had to concentrate and make sure that I was moving my body because I couldn't tell if I was or not, <laughs> just so I'd stay, you know, afloat. And they couldn't turn the boat around. <laughs> so, well, they did eventually, but it took more than a minute. I, I don't think that, I don't know how long people last, um, <laughs> but I'm thinking, oh, gee, well, I'm glad they made it anyway. So they were throwing me lifesavers and and all kinds of stuff and they finally hauled me in well i'm glad that the clip survives after all that work <laughs> i am too not only that they got me out of the water they took me back to the studio gave me a shower put my makeup back on did my hair put this little kind of nymph dress on me and there's another one on youtube where i'm going walking doing beyond the clouds and i'm kind of walking through the the forest kind of a misty sort of a looking thing and uh that was after I jumped in the water, and then they dragged me out and took me out. And it was cold. <laughs> and you had to do it on the same day? Yes. Why didn't Terry jump in the water? <laughs> well, I guess they thought it would be more interesting if I did. <laughs> and there's another clip there, Susan Jacks. We're speaking here to Susan Jacks. Susan Jacks of the Poppy Family. Poppy Family, free from the city, Canadian TV. You're like on a flying carpet. I know. Yeah, that was at the beginning. That was even before Satwant. I think that one was the one before. Because I think uh, a fellow who played, um, uh, he played drums for us. Actually, he, uh, Cat Hendricks, played drums on our, a lot of our sessions. And he was on that TV show with us. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was really funny. They had some great special effects in those days. <laughs> And you can check Susan Jacks out live this Sunday. Susan Jacks and Friends, we're speaking to Susan Jacks and a Poppy family, Susan Jacks and Friends for Life, a benefit concert promoting organ donation. That's this Sunday, April 17th, 7 p.m. at the Red Robinson Theatre. And it's susanjacks.com for information. And you're also saying there's other places to get tickets, etc. too, right? Well, there are tickets at the door and, uh, uh, and at Ticketmaster. And um, I'm just trying to think. I think that uh, probably the Kidney Foundation, if you needed to call them, they could probably get you some, too. Susan Jackson, what was Kenny Rogers like? Weren't you on the Kenny Rogers show, or didn't you perform with Kenny Rogers somewhere? Yes, we were on the uh, Kenny Rogers show, and um, uh, he was very nice. Very nice. As a matter of fact, he used to call me, (laughs) and he wanted me to fly out and... uh, and see his shows, and this is after I had left the marriage with Terry and um, asked me if I would fly out to see the shows, and I thought he was trying to put the arm on me, so I kind of held back, and I just, you know, I didn't do it. 
But then he ended up doing, getting into duet with Dolly Parton and all that kind of stuff. And I think, damn, that's probably what he wanted. Oh, no! I know! <laughs> but I just, you know, I was very, very kind of shy. And I just didn't want to be put in a position where I was trying to fight some guy off. You know, I mean, it's just not what I wanted. And uh, so... But anyway, never mind. <laughs> did, did you turn anybody else down aside from Kenny Rogers or Susan Jackson? I'm sure you did. Anybody else you'd like to mention? I, I turned down a couple of songs that were presented to me because I just hated them. Um, and and um, Not The Bodyguard by Whitney Houston. No, no. <laughs> no, I, it was, um, what was that song called? It was, um, you know, keep on singing, da-da-da, you're going to be a star someday, right? It was by uh, Helen Reddy, I think. Well, they presented it to me first, and I went, oh, yuck, I hated that song. And, of course, she put it out, and it's a big hit. So even though, you know, I was right on with Billy, and I was right on with Seasons in the Sun as far as being a hit, I was totally off with Kenny Rogers and totally off with, um, you know, I mean, what can I tell you? You can't always be right. But for the business end, you ended up going to Nashville and getting involved in business. So eventually you caught up. In the end, you caught up, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I went down there, actually, with, uh, with a recording contract. And the company w- I was with, the fellow who was the, the, apparently the ears behind the, a very, very, uh, one of the old boys in, in Nashville, um, wanted me signed to the label. And uh, so I went down there, and it was so sad. He passed away before I even got down there. And the company just didn't stay afloat after that because he was kind of the connection to the to the you know uh kept the, i guess the connection to the to the nashville you have to be in the clique in nashville it's kind of like a lot of places but um you know so the record label it did okay but ultimately the people that were involved in it just decided that they were going to pack it in and uh so after that i i became a actually a staff songwriter for a few years down in nashville and in the last a uh, little while, I had gotten involved in business, which is something I'd always wanted to do because, you know, I had never known about business. I wanted to, but Terry insisted I stay out of the business because he felt, uh, you know, he said, it, he, he, he said it'll just kind of harden me and I won't have the innocence anymore as a singer, so he wouldn't even let me, he wouldn't let me know anything because he said it would just be bad for, you know. So, but it... it it just frustrated me because I really wanted to know how it all worked, and I never had known. So I got into business. I did realize that business is business no matter what it is. <laughs> there are a few little things that are changed depending on what you're involved in, you know, what kind of business you're involved in, but it's basically the same. And uh, so I got involved with, with some business ventures. Susan Jacks, you're on Complete Records? Yes. No, Complete Records, I was looking at them, their discography, it has like... The Ventures, The Kinks, The Small Faces, Has Rap? What exactly was Complete Records? Well, compl- well it was Complete Entertainment. Was that C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T? Yes, it was. It had Ventures, Kinks, Small Faces, like some reissues and stuff like that. Okay, I, that happened a little bit later. So the people, I think it might have been kind of reinvented a little later because when I was on it, it had just kind of started up. And... and uh, uh, I think Emmy Lou Harris was going to be doing something on it, and Vern Gosden, and these were very big country names at the time, and um, so they, they, you know, these were the, the people that were on. But I think they did, 
as a lot of people did a little bit later, they started doing reissues of some of the the early uh, product, you know. Over the years, Susan Jacks, have you heard many cover versions of Poppy Family tunes? You know, the only one, well, there are a couple, there are, I think some some uh, uh, bands, I mean, uh, of, uh, I guess they're local bands in some places in the States, have re-recorded, I think, Where Evil Grows. Um, and DOA from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. That's right, yeah. And, um, uh, and actually, Marie Osmond recorded Which Way Going, Billy, years ago, when it was, you know, it was pretty big at the time, and she was just sort of starting to get things happening, and, you know, she had her solo career, and she recorded it. For Seasons in the Sun, do you consider that your song or your era? I know you're on it, but how come it wasn't on an earlier Poppy family record, or had it not been written or arranged at that time? Um, Well, Terry made the decision to stop doing Poppy family, probably in about 72. And uh, he didn't, you know, he wanted to, although I'm not quite sure why it all happened that way, because he had been releasing his solo songs all along that were not part of the Poppy family, so that, you know, anything, basically, except for a couple of songs, um, you know, he would sing, I would do the singing for the Poppy family for the most part, except for a couple of duets and things. But uh, he was releasing his singles by himself at the same time and uh so i don't know exactly why he wanted to not record as a as the poppy family anymore but we started doing recording our own single albums so you know by the time we we started recording the um, seasons in the sun album and my solo album i thought of you again we had already or he had already made the decision that we were going to release separate albums so you know, and actually, with Seeds in the Sun, he didn't even want to release it. He didn't think, you know, I talked him into going into the studio to, to record it, but he didn't really want to do it. But eventually he gave in and we went in. And even after that, he didn't want to release it. He didn't think it was good enough. And I just had a gut feeling, even after I left him, I was saying, release it because it's a hit, I promise. <laughs> but Is that why Put the Bone In is the B-side to it? Um, he put, I, he did that because... Uh, well, I mean, first of all, he's a businessman, and the and uh, how the would B you just, how would as you much de- money as the A side when you sell singles? But how would you describe the song "Put the Bone In"? Susan well, that Jacks? now that particular thing was done after I left. I was not a part of that one because I had heard that that particular song attracted Nirvana to cover "Seasons in the Sun." Have you seen that? That's on YouTube too. Kurt Cobain and Nirvana playing drums. Yes, I know. Yeah, well, they didn't actually cover it. Well, they, that's that's not a, a recorded thing. That was kind of like a casual sort of a thing. But they were inspired by apparently they were Poppy Family fans. And I had heard that put the bone in got their attention to the Poppy Family. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, what I meant is they were looking at the 45 and they went, put the bone in? What the hell is this? And then they flipped it over and heard Season of the Sun and loved it. That's right. what I heard. When I talked to Chris Novoselic of Nirvana, I think that's what he said. If Could pe- be. If people are wondering, I guess they can go into the Nardwar.com archives and find that exactly. Uh, yeah, that could be. I, You know, you hear so many things, but I know that... Uh, uh, um, I don't know too much about that part, you know, where they heard Put the Bone In or how they got turned on to the, you know, I, I really don't know, but that's funny. <laughs> what did you think of the incomplete Nirvana version, Susan Jackson, of Poppy Family? I 
Well, it was interesting. You know, I did. I, I'm, uh, uh, I think it's kind of actually neat that, that there is someone from a whole different uh, genre of music that, that could be attracted to something that was very, um, very, uh, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't rock. It was very light pop and kind of um, uh, emotionally, you know, it was, it was very, just very light pop. And I, I was, I think it's kind of neat that somebody from a uh, kind of a heavy rock genre could be interested in it, that, that, that they would be attracted to. I think it's neat. Did you pitch any of the songs that you wrote to any heavy rockers at all when you were in Nashville at all, Susan Jacks? No, I didn't. Uh, actually, I am so rooted in pop that uh, it wasn't initially that I would get even any holds on records because I was considered too pop. And now, when, when country started turning a little bit more pop, I started to get a lot of holds. But... Um, you know, unfortunately, the way the business is, I didn't get any... any well, I got one big cut. Um, it was on a children's album, and it was the album was nominated for a Grammy, so that, I, that was, I, I felt pretty good about that. What was the album? What was the cut? Where can we find it? Oh, it's on a children's uh, album. The song's called Once Upon a Dream, and what the heck? Uh, it's called... Oh, this is so, so embarrassing. I haven't looked at it for a, a long time. Uh, I think it's called Lullaby Time or something. But it was, the trouble is, it was nominate, not, uh, nominated for a Grammy, uh, not the song, but the album was, and we were up against Beauty and the Beast, and, and we lost. <laughs> so, I mean, that's no big surprise, but... And Susan Jacks, lastly, lastly here, Susan Jacks of the Poppy Family, and of course, Susan Jacks of the Poppy Family, will be in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, this Sunday at the Red Robinson Theatre. Susan Jacks and Friends for Life, a benefit concert promoting organ donation. SusanJacks.com for more information. Susan Jacks of the Poppy Family, I noticed a few Poppy Family lyrics had the word moonlight in them. Quite a bit of moonlight, like winter milk had a bit of moonlight in it, I think. What exactly is moonlight? Well, <laughs> it was, uh, hmm, let me see. Well, you know, you took my moonlight away. Terry and I were sitting down. That, that's, I'm trying to think, what other ones have moon? So it has moonlight in it? I thought I heard a couple that had the word moonlight in it. Well, it, um, I know winter milk was not written by Terry, so... Oh, that was a oh, winter milk. I want to ask. Sorry, because it had Williams Lake mentioned in it, which yeah. I thought was awesome. Was that a guy from Williams Lake, Joe Farini, that did that? I don't know if he was from Williams Lake or not, but he wrote it. Because I thought Joe you Park. might have wrote that. Pardon? I thought you might have wrote that because you had no. mentioned you had you know traveled over BC and stuff. So to hear Williams Lake in a lyric, that was awesome. No, I wish I did write it. I thought it was a gorgeous song. Oh, I loved that song. It, it was so poignant and. I, and so down to earth, I just loved it. Yeah, no, um, but I'm just trying, I didn't realize it had moonlight in it. I, I'm trying, I'm running the lyrics back through my head. <laughs> but You Took My Moonlight Away was actually, uh, Terry and I were sitting down uh, downstairs in his mom and dad's basement. We were going through songs and playing some tapes and things, and he put this tape in backwards. And this melody came out, and it was so cool. I think we might have been... I think we might have might have done something before we listened to the tapes that sort of altered our listening state. I'm not sure about that. 
But I do know that um, we put the tape in backwards, and this thing, this this melody came up. <laughs> and it was just so cool. So he wrote a song about it, or using that melody. You took my moonlight away. Would you like to hear that one to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show? <laughs> sure. Or what would you like to hear to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show here, Susan Jacks? What track would you like to hear? Oh, my gosh. You know, one of my favorite ones was Build a Tower. I just thought that was, was a neat song. But maybe I should pick something that was written by Terry. Um, but sure, let's hear you to... You took my moonlight away. You took my moonlight away. And if we got time, we'll try to kick in a little bit more on which way you go and Billy as well on the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show. So this is You Took Your You Took My Moonlight Away. Oh, what can you tell the people about You Took My Moonlight Away? Anything else a little bit about You Took My Moonlight Away or any of the other projects you got coming up? This is why I queue up this song here. Well, as I say, You Took My Moonlight Away was written um, because we heard a tape backwards. So that's where the melody came from. And uh, it was actually very haunting. So, uh, so Terry wrote a song about this. I mean, it was just a very interesting way to, you know, to come about the melody, uh, playing a backwards tape. But anyway. Um, Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Susan Jacks, from the Poppy family? Add, mm, well, I'd love to see people come out and, and support the Kidney Foundation uh, this Sunday. Um, it's such an important thing. And uh, it's a big passion of mine right now. It's going to be fun. It really is going to be fun. There's another girl that's going to join me, actually, for the finale, who also had um, a kidney transplant last June, and she's a singer from Ladysmith on Vancouver Island, and she's, she's coming over to join me in, in the finale. As well as your brother, Billy. My brother, Billy's going to be there, too. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Susan Jacks. Anything else you want to add at all to the people out there at all again? Anything else to say? Anything else you want to promo coming up? Uh, at, well, I'm going to be recording a CD now that my strength is back since the, uh, the transplant, and I'm going to go in and, and finally get to record my new CD. I haven't been able to do it for the last couple of years because I haven't had the energy, but I'm, I'm getting ready to do it now, so that's very exciting. Well, thanks so much, Susan Jacks. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Do do.